Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Philip Twyver, to the Curly Marketer, social media strategist and management. And me, Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. So if you're confused about social media or not sure what channels to use, well, we've got you covered on Let's Get Social. End of the week. And oh, Emer, the weekend is upon us yet again. How are I you know. doing? I'm grand, you know, I'm still sane, you know, can't wait for all these restrictions to move forward, but it just seems to be, it'll be Christmas at this rate. But Slow going, isn't it? Slow going. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking, yeah, glad the weekend's here, you know, um, now the weather's a bit brighter and everything, um, which is actually not a bad thing because people need to switch off and have a wee bit of fun. Actually, so talking of fun, and um, I'm not talking about anybody's uh, opinion on anything fun that's coming up. But anyway, <laughs> you know the way you're a real techie and no doubt you're in the app store checking out the latest apps. Would I be right? Yeah, that is sort of my secret passion. I love to kind of see what's coming down the line. So, mm. uh, yeah. Well, earlier in the week when I should have been doing a wee bit of work, but you know, your mind does wander and my mind, I'm waiting for you to say, yes, it does wander. Emer. It does wander. Um, yeah. Um, I started having a wee look around and find... In the app store, Pac-Man. Wow. Was you know the way you're scrolling up? That's well, I swear blast. to God, there wasn't much done, any work done after that, I have to say. Um, and then you keep thinking, oh, I wonder, is there anything else in there that's just fun? Yeah. So I looked up Space Invaders. And as you would say, that's a classic. Yeah, like I remember, yeah, kind of going to say with my mom and dad, you know, when I was like maybe eight or nine, going mm. down to this... Uh, this lovely um, hotel where they went to the bars called the Clontarf Castle Hotel. And, uh, oh, excuse me. That's wow. very posh. Well, I am from Clontarf, you know, it's like humor, you know. All right. <laughs> so, okay. uh, so, but I used to be fascinated with the suits of armor, but they had, you know, um, a long time ago, they had um, some of those kind of Pac-Man and Space Invaders. And mm. sure, I was happy out with a pack of potato. Oh, yeah. As a, an old seven up or whatever it was at the time. But yeah, you know, funny that actually you talking about downloading that app. I downloaded, you probably heard of this, um, Crash Bandicoot on the yeah. iPhone. Have yeah. you ever heard it? Well, this was yeah. a classic uh, PlayStation game for the PlayStation 2. Obviously, we're I never had a PlayStation. I suppose once again, Clontarf, you know, upper oh, echelon. Right, <laughs> so, but listen, time did slip away. I was traveling back to the 90s, early thousands, mm-hmm. you know, playing Crash Bandicoot on the phone and it really brought back so many memories. But you know what else is funny, Emer? Uh, ah. I'm going on to play Pac-Man here. <laughs> <laughs> no, Emer, you have guessed it. It is the joke of the show, courtesy oh. of, as Miss Piggy would say, more. That's okay. a really bad impression of Miss Piggy. But anyway, yeah. um, today my joke is about personality traits. And in particular, Emer, do you know what the personality trait of a bad digital marketer is? Would it be yours? <laughs> Not at all. You know, my, my, my traits are incredible. No, they're antisocial. Oh. Oh, Sprout really, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, here, you know, I'm going back in the app store. Yeah, yeah, that's shocking. Yeah, Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely shocking. Uh, And uh, all I have to say as ever is, and I hope to God everyone else thinks it's shocking, um, is if you find today's social media joke anyway engaging, I would love more of them. I I hear a lot of silence there. You are in luck. You can catch Philip's previous jokes and indeed our other shows. 
No, you weren't supposed to say anything. By hopping <laughs> onto the Let's Get Social podcast on Podbeam, iTunes, Spotify, and the Dublin South FM website. So do go check them out. Please do. So to keep you uh, a little tight lip there, Philip, um, yep. and zip the lip, as my uh, old English teacher used to say to me, yeah. um, is so we are not alone. I am delighted to say we have a very wise woman indeed here today, and in more ways than one. Uh, we are joined by Luan Wise, uh, founder and marketing consultant at Luan Wise, where she offers no-nonsense guidance, practical marketing advice. I wonder what she give you practical social media. She'll probably tell me to give up the jokes. That yeah, brutal, I'm waiting for hey, that. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. And support people through training programs, consulting projects, and retainer relationships. And as I say, over 20 years experience with B2B and B2C marketing across the agency client sides and consultancy roles. Uh, she's a chartered marketer. There you go, Philip. Fellow oh. of the Institute of Marketing um, and calls herself a T-shaped marketer. So she's the T-shaped Byford, marketer and I'm T-shaped. the curly marketer Interesting. from the Curly Institute of Marketing. Well, there you go. What can I say? Lots in common already. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And I'm sure there's more to come. And uh, which means that she has a broad marketing experience and is a specialist in the use of social media for business. Wow. There you go. And she's also a course instructor on LinkedIn with various mm-hmm. courses. So do go check them out. Mm-hmm. And I suppose what I am curious about is she's the co-founder of Curious Coffee, which is an e-commerce store providing great tasting coffee and easy to use brewing equipment. We will definitely oh. have to find out more because we are Love, both addicted yeah. to coffee, aren't we? We are. Um, so, and obviously before we forget to mention, she's also the author of Relax, It's Only Social Media. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, who is this wise fountain of knowledge? Loanne Wise, welcome to Let's Get Social. Thank you so much for that introduction. It's great to talk to you both. Thank you very much for being with us. And you're just getting over the joke I hear in your voice, Loanne. Yeah. You were crying laughing there with the tissues and stuff. Yeah. Well, what I was wondering was, you know, you talk, you started off talking about traveling back to the 90s and social media wasn't around then. So what jokes did you tell? It's a very good point. <laughs> there you go. I like Some you. <laughs> I like you, Luan. Thank you. Yeah. I don't like you, Luan. Fine. Um, moving now. He's quiet now. <laughs> Sorry, your joke was truly your joke was truly incredible. Was the words that you told me to say, Philip? I went yeah, off yeah. script. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to edit that bit. Yeah. I was okay. told you to say. Okay. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Luan. Thank you. <laughs> but no, it's actually it is it is great to have you on today, Luan. <laughs> it really is because we're talking today about mm-hmm. something that is always fascinating, and businesses always kind of I think still fall into, no matter how many times you can say it to them. And it is, just, mm-hmm. I suppose, the key mistakes to avoid online and on social media for businesses. And I suppose you've had so much experience and will have come across so many, I suppose, examples or ideas of this. I suppose kicking this off, Luan, I suppose, just to get a bit of background with yourself, you know, you've had an incredible journey, 20 years, B2B, B2C, marketing across agency, client side and consultancy roles. You know, how have you seen, I suppose, social media and that whole journey how how has it evolved for you um i think evolved is the key word in this and um and i always recall fondly um going to a marketing industry dinner i think i just started 
client side, having worked agency for many years. And I went to an industry dinner and I sat next to this gentleman and we were talking um, and he was saying, you know, you really should think about adding social media to what you do. And I was like, no, don't need that. I've Mm -hmm. been there, you know, done all these channels. Uh, You know, I think I've done everything except TV in agency career. You know, there's nothing new. Um, You know, what are you talking about? And, you know, we debated most of the evening um, and he just said to me at the end of the night, he said, okay, you're obviously not convinced right now, but promise me you'll ring me when you want to find out more about social media. And I think I pondered for a few weeks and, and it was at that time when, you know, your inbox used to get filled with, can I add you to my LinkedIn network? Or, you know, Mm. people were talking about this and, and I kind of thought about it for a, for a little while and then picked up the phone and went, okay, I'm ready. Um, I'm ready to have a chat and let's talk about this. Um, and Mm. went and had that chat and then was kind of like, okay, I think there's something in this. And I would guess have been diving in addicted, um, made it my business, um, job role ever since really. Yeah, it, it, it is. It is incredible because I suppose, as I was telling Emer when, when we first met two years ago, I think it is Emer, like I started off in traditional advertising, um, in Peter Owens advertising, you know, working in a lovely building as a runner and then moved into direct mail, like personalized yep. direct mail was mm. the kind of, it was the thing. And now it is making a comeback, you know, which is nice to get something personalized in the post. And then suddenly social suddenly happened, you know, everyone then suddenly, oh, you have to be on LinkedIn and Facebook was kicking off. So it, it is incredible. Mm. And it's still evolving. I think that's why so many businesses just get that overwhelmed because the challenge, are, the challenge, are, the channels are constantly. I can't even, I can't even speak. <laughs> just yet. I might need to get some of that coffee that from your website. Yeah, um, <laughs> but they, they, it, there's, there seems to be constant sort of change and flux within all of the channels, and then new channels coming and going, and then more mm-hmm. new channels. It's just incredible, and uh, um, between video and audio, you know, as we've seen with, with Clubhouse and Twitter Spaces, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Et yeah. So, uh, it's, it's funny because like, you know, as Philip and I would always say is like, you don't have to be on everything, you know, and, uh, you know, it's it, otherwise that is where overwhelm kicks in. Um, funny, actually, you you posted a, a short video looking at some key mistakes to avoid when creating content for social media as part of your sort of B2B foundations uh, social media marketing course on LinkedIn Learning. Yeah. Can you share with our listeners a little bit more on that? Because I, I think some, sometimes people, you know, um, kind of wonder, oh, you know, uh, everything, you know, I, I want to go viral and I want, you know, um, <laughs> I want the right content that's going to speak to my to my people. You know, what what's your um, advice on that? Yeah, so that was a, it's a a chapter, a video in my Mm. LinkedIn learning course, which Mm. um, I've got several courses in the library, which just people aren't aware you need a premium subscription to access Mm -hmm. these online learning courses, but there's thousands in the library, thousands of them. I'm really proud to have a course on there. And my my recently updated course on social media B2B, um, I really wanted to include a specific short video on key mistakes. But the challenge is, of course, that there isn't a rule book for this. And when you talk to each other, you kind of think, well, it's just common sense. And then, you know, as a user, you're scrolling through the apps or or the desktop and you're going, oh my God, what's this? Um, who signed that off? How did this happen? Yeah. Um, and when you start to look at these, you can kind of sometimes put them together into some themes around, you know, the, the don'ts or the can't believe they did that. You know, obviously there's mm. 
There's classic examples. You may have jokes around them, Philip. I don't know, but oh, my we could do, we could do. But the ones that I grouped together in this in this video were were just I think best practice. It's not always just about social media. It's kind of marketing best practice full stop around not having fake news or clickbait headlines. Yeah. You know, there's there's nothing worse than, you know, a headline is super important to get that click through to the story or or to the article or to your website. But if you yeah. don't deliver the goods when you get there, you know, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's a big mistake and you lose all credibility and and interest. So, you know, it's absolutely got to be good, strong headlines. Tell you what you're going to get and then deliver it when you get there. Yeah. Don't uh, lead them down the garden path. No. No. Um, and just, you know, be honest, you know, it's it's that kind of going viral. We don't want the clicks just for the sake of it. We want quality um, yeah. traffic. A couple of other things that I included were, we may come on to this, was, again, marketing basics, I think, despite all the changes that happen. It's something that is so easy to forget, but, you know, stick a big post-it note on your screen. Make sure you include a call to action. Tell people what you want them to do, and then they're much more likely to do it. Um, yeah. We think, you know, we kind of infer that we want people to do something, to like, comment, share. But mm-hmm. if you actually tell them about it, they're much more likely to, to do what you want them to do um, yeah. and take those next steps. So um, I was going to say, Philip, what's your call to action with your jokes then? Laugh heartily and share these. You will be a legend <laughs> at your own party. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Notice how what I said what I did there. I said at your own party because you'd be probably the only one at your party if you start telling my jokes. Yeah, you know, so. I was going to say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but no, and the funny thing is, you know, sometimes you're so right, Luan. Like common sense, whether it's any type of marketing, whether it's traditional kind of radio, press, TV, mm. social, sometimes does get lost because you kind of you get wrapped up in sort of the the lovely, sparkly, creative, yeah. but then um, God, oh, oh, the video's lovely. Just get it out, get it out. And but exactly as you say, you know, but is there a call to action, or are we just going to turn people into passive viewers as such? And they go, oh, that was a nice video, and then they forget all about it, um, yeah. etc. So yeah, that that's makes a huge amount of sense, you know. And I think sometimes you know it's it's about maybe taking a step back and just. Breathing, you know, like we've all seen, yeah. I suppose, the famous mistakes, obviously, with with, with hashtags, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think the famous one with, mm. with Susan Boyle, you know, and doing the launch party. Um, yes. I can't quite remember it, but if you looked at it, it came across and it was quite rude and it yes. became a, a PR nightmare, you know, so. But an interesting thing, which you're all, you're very good at kind of focusing on and and you've mentioned this and it's something myself and Emer have always kind of said and what it is back to I suppose common sense you know social media what's the first word in that kind of context is social <laughs> and you know talk to us a bit about this whole sort of thing about say business where they forget to be social on social media and that they're not just posting and ghosting etc yeah I think I you know I also include this in my my list of mistakes is that I think you're right it's social media is seen to be fast and that you produce fast and you post and then you move on to the next thing. Mm. Um, but that's not overly productive, especially if you're doing this for business. And so I think it's just as important as that, you know, call to action is, is remembering that this is about being social. This is what this platform is about. Mm. Um, and so it's not just, Oh, ticking off my to-do list. I've done my, you know, eight o'clock post and I'll worry about my 12 o'clock post later it's making sure that one, 
that you write the post to be social. Um, that's my other top tip is to write it so that it sparks a discussion. It includes a question so that people mm. want to get involved mm. in it. Yeah. Um, you know, that could be the call to action or it could be a, a click away to a website. But, you know, if I'm sharing, um, you know, sharing some, you know, I think even in that post you mentioned, you know, these are the key mistakes I see. Have you got any to add to the list? So I'm encouraging yeah. It's a good one, actually, because then you're going to get engagement. Yes. Yeah. And you encourage you know. people to get involved because if it's a question that they can answer, they almost can't help themselves. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you see this. If there's a question that you absolutely know the answer to, you're you're typing the answer before you even know it. But the yeah. other part, side to being social around that is yeah. as, as the original author, don't forget that you need to then stay involved in that conversation and go, oh, that's a really good point. I'd forgotten about that. Or, oh, mm. my goodness, you know, have you got anything else? And for, for me, social media, just doing those posts is a very, very small part of the job. Um, mm. I'm looking for every opportunity I can to have a conversation with someone. And if that starts off publicly and then I can move it off into a virtual coffee or one day a face-to-face meeting again, that's how social media is going to work for my business. Yeah, no, it's yeah. so true, so true. I mean, it's I'm I'm like uh, I I feel like saying to people like you know you, you should get away from the idea that you have to be putting up all those kind of salesy posts. Yeah, you know it's you know people buy from people. Um, you wouldn't go into a bar, would you, Philip? And uh, ask well, not at the moment, you were, no, <laughs> not at the moment. True. Uh, True. But, um, you know, um, it, there are different aspects to be using social media. Like, I, and we were, as I say, just saying about being social on, uh, on social media. That's a, that's a big word, being social yeah. on social media. But um, it's not all about the business itself. Because mm. um, I have a lot of people going, oh, I'm just talking about me, me, me. I said, no, you can't. You know, yeah. uh, you, ha- you, you just need to create you know, engaging content. It's not all about you. You need to um, have content that speaks to the person. What are your thoughts and guidelines on creating shareable content, as I say, you know, for that? I think that's the other key word to this, isn't it? It's kind of call to action. It's conversation. It's mm. shareable. And I think there's there's a couple of things here. You're right. It can't all be about you. Um, yeah. It shouldn't all be about you, but you can share other people's content which does say something about you because it says that you're well-read, that you take in lots of sources, you read, watch, um, listen to interesting stuff, um, Mm -hmm. and you almost become that go-to expert by virtue of what you say about yourself, but also the other content that you're sharing. And you need to share content um, from other people as well and get involved in it because you couldn't possibly create everything yourself. Um, I would go down the 80-20 rule in terms of social media and just create 20% yourself. And the rest of it is about sharing and distributing and posting. And but I think sometimes business business owners, Luan, can feel, oh, why should I be promoting somebody else? You know, that's their kind of feeling on things, you know, which, you know, they're coming to find out about me. Why should I share out yeah. other people's, you know, it's a, they just seem to, sometimes I come across people that find that kind of difficult to comprehend. I think there's an important consideration around what content you do share. Um, mm. You're probably not going to share direct competitors, no. um, for example, or comment on direct competitors, or, you know, you've got to think about your audience and your own business in the context of what you share. Mm-hmm. But if you're sharing from key authors or TED talk speakers, or, you know, 
industry journalists or industry publications, that's absolutely fine. So I would kind of maybe in your planning stage, think about whose content would I share and -hmm. what sources would I go to to share content um, and make that a very conscious decision so that it's not something that you could get so, you, so you could you could align yourself with maybe um, suppliers and you know like so say you had a like a, a little coffee shop yeah I, I'm always going to bring it up to coffee yeah, anyway yeah. I didn't bring anything else up Philip but anyway yeah. coffee yeah, right, bacon, for a change yeah. <laughs> nobody is okay. baking Luan on on this show but, but hey we're, we're, let's go coffee that's cool um, <laughs> I have to find a good baking app but anyway. Um, <laughs> But uh, if you were telling yourself, you know, and you had other uh, products in your coffee shop, yes. you could actually be promoting the local beekeeper because you have pots of honey yeah. maybe or something. Would that be right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Any kind of partnerships, people you support, mm-hmm. um, it, it all adds credibility to your story, doesn't it? It kind of shows these are the people that I yeah. play with um, mm-hmm. and that are, you know, my my peer group. And I think that yeah. adds value. But yeah, do 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 just be a little bit conscious about it. Absolutely. And like, I think something that a lot of companies don't do as well, which when I've seen it done, it has been so impactful in building a relationship is even, I suppose, showcasing or getting involved in a conversation to congratulate, say, a client where a client has posted something or they have some good news. And you as a, say, maybe their supplier or their, your client, you're sort of kind of saying, listen, this is fantastic. Boom, boom, boom. And it's a it's a wonderful way through that sort of that shared engagement that you can really build some some excellent relationships. Um, so I think it is so true. I think kind of just posting, posting, and not engaging with anyone that engages on that content you post, or even people who follow you, and you don't even maybe acknowledge the fact they followed. I think simple things like that can really help you stand out from so many others on on social from um, that engagement point. And absolutely. And I think another point that I often raise in um, when I'm doing social media training is that as much as I say be social and post, not mm-hmm. everything has to be public so that everyone can see it. Yes. Um, you know, it can be okay to see something and go, I'd really like that person to know that I love this, but actually, I don't need the rest of the world to know about that right now. Mm-hmm. And sometimes a private message can be much more meaningful and. Mm you know, powerful um, yeah. to both parties, you know, we may send it, we may have taught, you know, if I found a joke tomorrow, Philip, I'm probably not going to post it publicly and go, here's some new jokes for your Wan, radio don't show. do that. No, I Wan. won't. <laughs> I, may, I may send them publicly and go, don't tell Emma, but here's, here's some jokes for you. Um, you know, the, the, the private message is still social and the social media platforms allow the private messaging. And I think mm. that that's something yeah. that people should remember to do as well. Excellent point. Um, like, Time, obviously, you know, you're a business owner, so mm-hmm. myself and Emer and the people that are listening to the show are entrepreneurs, business owners, and time is one of those things that we all mm-hmm. have the same amount of time. It is mm-hmm. precious, though, as we all know, yeah. and we're probably juggling so many different balls. Have you any advice on how to make the most of your own content, such as repurposing, to take away maybe that fear, oh my God, how am I going to produce all this content, <laughs> when you actually probably have it already produced and you just don't know? Yeah. Mm. I think it comes back to the 80-20 rule. Um, but also not everyone's going to see everything you do the first time, and, yeah. you know, it's just not going to happen. So my biggest tip would be, don't be afraid to keep posting, you know, not every hour, or every day, but don't think that you've created this social media piece of content and you've posted it and that's job done. Repeat it. Um, you know, I have 
a set of content. I call it evergreen content. I could post this stuff today. I could post it mm-hmm. next week. I could post it in six months time. Mm-hmm. I could post it in one form, but you know, we're doing a recording right now. Um, yep. very often when I do webinar recordings, the next thing that I do will be to download it, get a transcript, do a blog, upload it to my YouTube channel so that I've got a resource of piece of content there I can drive people to then create some short posts to talk about it. Um, you spend so much time on one idea. Don't just tick it off and forget it and move on to the next one. Less is more sometimes. Um, because mm-hmm. if you go too broad and do too much, yes, Philip, get, yes, is more. <laughs> people get um, that's jokes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, Luana, couldn't help myself. No, no, that's okay. But you can do, you know, if you go too wide, you know, on back to that T shape in the beginning. If you go mm-hmm. too wide and try and talk about too many different things, yeah, people don't know what you stand for and what you do and the services you offer. So mm-hmm. actually, if you can kind of almost have this these core themes and just keep sweating them and sweating them as much as you can you will then get the results that you need for your business. It is such an interesting area that because, (laughs) you know, like uh, I'm sure you you, you probably know or or have heard of Amy Woods of of Content 10X and we had Amy on the show and very much the same. Brilliant book by Amy. Yeah, yeah. Like, and uh, I suppose a lot of business sometimes kind of, you know, if they take that inward look and maybe do a little kind of simple audit and kind of see, well, well, we actually have a load of stuff here. We've created all these potential reports or industry news or our sales reps are telling us that these are the pain points of customers. You know, already there's a whole wealth of stuff that potentially could be could be created or already has been created. And it's just maybe exa- exactly as you said, like, because I know something that I try or I've tried to do is that if I create, say, a, a video, I'll try and maybe... Mm turn that video into a, a blog and then out of the blog, maybe there's multiple tweets and then there might be mm-hmm. short snippet pieces from the video. And out of that one video of 10, maybe eight or 10 pieces of content, which is yeah. great um, to just flow out onto the channels. So I think you're right. I think it's um, it's just taking the time just to, I suppose, reflect, review. And as you said, you don't have to post everything straight away. You can kind of release it at a, a set time that you want. You know, time is money and you need to sort of uh, prioritize what you need to put out there. Um, Actually sort of talking about prioritizing and sort of Mm -hmm. saying, right, these are the key aspects I'm going to share out. Um, Again, it's all really about saving time where you can. What's your point of view on the dreaded word automation or is that a (laughs) no-no, as they say? Um, I'm all for um, finding tools and apps to help you be more productive and, and work smarter. Um, and yes, the social media platforms do have scheduling tools. Um, yes. and I do use those, mm-hmm. um, myself sometimes, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I think the, the key point around scheduling is to always remember what you've scheduled because you may need to take it down for some reason. If something happens in the world and, you know, it'd be in the wrong context. Oh yeah. But automation, I'm... There's a few things, you know, there's a few things you can automate, um, but I would always have done something manually first and then gone, do you know, is there a Zap in Zapier I could use or is there a recipe in If This Then That that would make my life easier to kind of build Twitter lists from hashtags is the kind of thing I might automate. But my big absolute no-no would be automation tools um, that send messaging. Um, yeah. because yeah. you know the, the, yeah. the insert first name here or insert company name and when 
my my business name is my name because it's just me and my, my name is is slightly unique in that I didn't feel I needed a business name so if I receive a message that says hi Luanne I understand that Luanne Wise is doing this it's kind of you know it's so obvious mm-hmm. that it's automated and not personalized and stands out a mile and that yeah. you haven't read my profile or made any effort um you know, it's it's kind of lost, and there's it's, so many. Failures. I was going to say, especially. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, especially you, you ever notice, and it does happen. I'm sure to yeah. you, and it has happened to Philip and myself, mm. is uh, when people do that maybe message that they don't actually they yes. might be automated I don't know is it LinkedIn but definitely Twitter I've seen it yes and um, they would send the automation and do you need help with your social media yes all the and time like, yeah I didn't even read it like they might have actually got your name in there but mm. more times than not if people are actually contacting me it's hi fit how are yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> and it depends what kind of day you're having because, you know, yeah. sends, sends you one of those messages. Not a good day. A bad day. <laughs> yeah. I can't help myself here. Um, <laughs> no. Very rare, very rare. But, you know, so just I agree. I think it like, is a, a wee bit of a no no. Yes. Yeah. 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 I just, it's kind of like, again, it's not unique to social media. It's that kind of just trying to throw mud at a wall and hoping something will stick. And, yeah. you know, we, we all make an effort to put our social media profiles out there and share information so that people can identify something mm. to personalize that. And they're not saving time at all. And um, they're wasting t- my time and their time and, and money and the reputation of their True, business. because some of these, these kind of like integrations can cost you. Yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah like I, I know Instagram as well have a, there, there is tools you can get for automated because I've got a few when I follow people on Instagram, mm. Yeah, mm. you know. Hey, Curly Marker, thanks so much for the follow. Did yeah. you know I got to a collaboration? I also yeah. have a course. I'm yeah. going, what? And, and, <laughs> yeah. and I, I think that the other key mistake, you know, I didn't mention it earlier, would be that selling too early. And, you know, mm. you're yes. right about, yeah. that, you know, going back to pubs, you know, I wouldn't walk straight up to you in the pub and go, here's my business card. Do you want to buy some training? Um, and then walk off again. Yeah. But that's exactly what people are doing on social media. Yeah, that's a, that's a great example because I think, you know, if people actually maybe took a step back and approach social media the way they may approach a face-to-face yeah. meeting or, because when you're doing a first, say a first meeting with someone, say before we had COVID, mm-hmm. if myself and Emma were meeting a prospective client, you know, we wouldn't be going straight in. Right, yeah. this is what we can do uh, yeah. when we book in. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I charm yeah. them. I bring the I bring the cake. Philip brings the joke. Yeah. We hope to win them over. Doesn't by eating happen. by eating the cake after I've told the joke. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's how it works. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> As the words my husband would use, would you'd woo people a little bit yes. before before you kind of go in um, yes. for anything. Yeah. No. So, Philip, are you listening? Woo. Uh, woo. <laughs> woo 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 <Yeah. laughs> woo woo <laughs> listen you know? Levan loved my joke she's just been professional but deep down she's going to be using that listen she's a she's a wise woman she's not <laughs> she going to is, take she's her. not she's not she's not going to take that far from you you know so. that's very true very true um yeah. like I suppose that is a nice segue you know yep. we've been talking about overthinking <laughs> maybe procrastination Levan mm-hmm. you know when it comes to say video or going live, which have been for definitely the last two years, kind of content that is sort of like everyone's saying, you have to be on video, you have to go live. What are your thoughts on that? Say putting it off or overthinking it rather than just kind of saying, I'm going to do it and go. Or avoiding it. Or avoiding it. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I think that there's a couple of points in here. I think um, 
yes, people do dramatically overthink this stuff. And I think in part that they do that because there is, how I say it, so many experts out there being so, you need to do this and you need to do this many characters and you need to put a link here and you need to do that. And they become so overwhelmed that they don't want oh, yeah. to get it wrong. Mm. So therefore they just won't do it. Um, so I would just say, just do it, um, but try and have a common sense to you, you know, what is the worst that can happen? Um, mm. And just apply that rule of, you know, if you wouldn't say it down the pub or you wouldn't say it in a room full of people, mm-hmm. certainly don't post it on social media. Yeah. When it comes to this whole, yeah, video, you know, video is the latest thing. We've got to do video. Um, I think you're becoming really tactical then. And you're you're starting with a tactic and going, I need to produce video. What shall I record? And actually, it should go back to your content and go, these are the content ideas I have. This mm-hmm. is what my audience need to know. What's the best way to deliver that? Oh, it could be video. Um, yeah. And start it that way. And very often video can be the answer, um, yes. but not always. Mm. I personally, you know, I've done a lot of video work, whether it's pre-recorded or live. I prefer live because, yeah. because I can't overthink it and I can't go, oh, I'll start that again. Or you not panic um, and go, oh, hell, <laughs> in your head. <laughs> No, because I think people know it's live. And I'll share, I did a four-hour workshop earlier this week and maybe this comes back to the coffee. I had, by my side, I had coffee. I had Aid, I had chocolate. Maybe I have such a sugar rush. (laughs) But I I find I don't have that in a pre-record because I'm like, oh, I could do it again or... Oh, I'll yes. just have a, I'll just do this before I start right. the board. Oh, I'll just do that. Um, mm. Whereas when it's live and it's kind of like I'm going live at one o'clock, you have to do it. You have to show up and you have to to be ready. Mm. And I just find that I, I I feel scared and better for that adrenaline rush rather than yes, just looking at myself on a screen and then crit- being critical about oh maybe I'll do that again or yeah, just do it. You know, just just do it um, is my answer. And, but it's practice. I think I think practice helps. Um, and I should share that when I was recording my LinkedIn learning courses. So, so would you say like even practice a couple of times and then go live? Yeah. Yeah. So um, when I was working on my first LinkedIn learning courses, you have um, a producer that works with you and you practice and you practice and you practice. So I guess, you know, I've had that level of rehearsal. But when I go live, the same as if I'm standing in front of a room full of people doing a a face-to-face workshop, I practice and practice my first line. Because if I can get the first line out, then I can breathe and go, the rest will be fine. So it's kind of practice and practice the intro so that you start start in the right way. And I suppose if you kind of, if you're talking about something that you know and you yeah. prepare, then the confidence will kind of will come will come through as such. And I think I think you kind of you touched on it there, Luan, as well. I think a lot of business owners or whatever, we have we all have this really bad habit of comparing ourselves to so and so, God, they're brilliant on video. They've all yeah. those animations, the way that it, the text moves, they look great, the lighting's great. No, I couldn't do that. I, I think it, it brings us, I think when we're asked to write content or create something, it takes us back to our school days and we think that someone's going to mark it. Yeah. We think we're kind of expecting a red pen over something or, you yeah. know, a, a negative comment. And actually, people want you to do well. They've turned up to listen to you. So, or they've visited your profile mm. because they've heard about you. So, I think it's, it's for you to start with a, this is going to be great rather than a fear. Yeah. 
So uh, get that could do better out of the back of your head and go. Or what I do with a number of people now is almost like an accountability partner and almost like, just just send it to me and I'll have a read of it before you post it. It's almost like we haven't got that Mm -hmm. person sat next to us in a room anymore. And it's just having that bit of reassurance, isn't it? Kind of comfort blanket of, I showed someone else it first and they said it was okay. So it's okay to do it. Just double check it with a friend. That's actually a good idea. especially if you're working on your own or you're working remotely and you're just kind of thinking, actually, do you know what? That's probably where I've fallen down because I haven't checked his jokes before he puts them up. Um, so maybe that's actually a strategy. Philip, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. No, you'll still yeah, probably no, hate them, no. but I'm still going to deliver actually, them. Actually, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Darn. Darn. Oh, anyway, um, yeah, I was going to say the devil, the devil is in the detail. I'm a bit of a devil yeah. in the detail girl. Um, yeah. I, I like, you know, I always say to people, like, be careful of like your punctuation, your, you know, your crafting, your, your tone mm-hmm. of voice and all with your captions. Another area that I think people fall down in, and I, that's what I wanted to ask your opinion on, is you checking your insights. I mean, what's your advice? Like, should be once a week, once a month? <laughs> I, I think it's about what's important to you and your yeah. frequency of of posting and you know if you were running a specific campaign mm-hmm. um at a minimum i think monthly um but if you're posting a lot of content or you've got campaigns going out then do it either at the end of the campaign or do it on a monday morning to review the week before Would that might put you in a bad mood if they're not good on a monday <laughs> <laughs> possibly could do better okay I think, I think the, the process of reviewing things but mm. not just looking at the the numbers as they are, but trying to go, why was that? What yeah. could I have done differently? Oh, I wasn't expecting that to go down so well. Mm-hmm. What, what can I do next time? So mm-hmm. I think it's never just about the numbers in isolation, although your, uh, your data, your own insights will give you the answers you're looking for. Mm-hmm. But I think it's about your own review process. And, and the words that I use whenever I'm looking at stats is, you know, what am I going to stop, start and continue doing now? That's a great way of putting it, because I think, and I don't know what your thoughts on this, Luan, would be, but I do think that a lot of business, when it comes to social, they still get wrapped up to a certain extent on on vanity. <laughs> we only have five, 10,000 followers, mm-hmm. yeah. as opposed to, wow, we have, yes, we have 5,000 followers, but we were getting at least 2,000 followers who are constantly engaging and they're clicking on those yeah. posts and they're driving to the pages and they're signing up or whatever. Um, I think that I think that would be just an interesting way just to get your your, your flow on, Lavan, because I think the whole kind of insights and checking your insights, whether it be on channel or Google Analytics, for mm-hmm. a lot of businesses is sort of like a, it's a sort of by the by. They're, they're so focused on post, keep posting, keep posting. I don't care if it gets likes. We just keep getting the stuff on the, on the channels mm-hmm. because we need to get, you to say we've a hundred thousand followers, yeah. but mm-hmm. nothing's working <laughs> or they hate the content or it's not resonating. So, um, would you feel that's still prevalent or is it getting better? Do you think our, our business uh-huh. starting to maybe get away from that sort of that vanity kind of mindset? I think it's absolutely prevalent and you know to a certain extent I would call a vanity metrics a stepping stone to a bigger question or an answer I I believe that the key to this actually is is education because dare I say it most of the how many followers have we got will come from higher up in an organization and if the marketers or whoever's responsible just answers that question Hmm. then you've got a, a cycle of 
focusing on number of followers and therefore your activity isn't related to any other business objectives. We as good social media people need to educate others and say, it's not just about the number of followers or likes on this post. You know, if, have you ever had a post where like one of your heroes has liked it and you go, do you know what? That was one like, but you've made my day um, or someone connecting. So you've got to have a quality filter in there as well. And I've seen it at big events. You see someone standing up at the the front of the room going, I've got 100,000 followers. And the first thing I'll do is I'll be looking at them and go, well, yeah, you're following 90,000. And I bet you're not really following 90,000. And so you've you've lost me straight away. Whereas, you know, it's not about the total number. It's about the credibility Mm. of it. And, you know, I've stood in front of rooms of of lawyers and finance people and gone, yeah, we've got 5,000 followers, but I can tell you that they're all in the age group of your current client profile and they're all in this location and um, and this and that. And they're online mostly at four o'clock in the afternoon. And, and yeah. as soon as you can do that education piece, you, you shift away from the raw data of, oh, people liked that one. You get into the bigger picture. And as you said, Philip, you know, then it becomes much more about your Google Analytics and, and your yeah. business data, not just a, who's clicked a thumbs up? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, I suppose that leads in nicely then to this question, Luan, because we're very conscious that each social channel is very different and you're going to have different channels that would be right for your business, for your audience. When it comes to business owners, I suppose top line, because we hear all these words about the algorithms, mm-hmm. they're changing, Facebook's constantly changing, Twitter is always doing bits, same with LinkedIn, Instagram, et cetera. What would be, you feel, business should, I suppose, maybe now try and focus on and, you know, not to worry, but maybe to just be mindful of? Like, I know, obviously, one big thing that's on everyone's lips at the moment is iOS 14 and the impact that's going to have for, say, Facebook advertising. So it'd just be interested just to get your views on, on maybe those different things. Yeah, Um I feel like I'm airing all of my my issues about social media in this session. Um, I don't think you will find that I've written a blog or include anything on a training or a talk about focusing on algorithms. Um, Yes, we know that they exist. The platforms tell us that they exist um, and they tell us a few things about it in terms of what they prioritize and that they prioritize what we see based on what we engage with, which is kind of technical common sense that is, is helpful. But again, it goes back to that overthinking what I was saying earlier about, you know, you've got to do this to trick the algorithm and this is how to trick the algorithm and this is how to do this. Um, Algorithms don't buy from us. Um, Our target audience do. And I, you know, I do acknowledge that they exist, but I would never try and work out something that I will never know the answer to and very very few people will 100% know the answer to, the same as SEO when it comes to websites. If yeah. you write for your target audience and the people that you want to read it and you focus on them, you will get the results that you need for your business. Um, trying to do something clever because it might reach a couple more people if you do it this way rather than that way, I, I think is a waste of energy and thought processes. If you write and focus on your audience and not the algorithms that we have no control over either, yeah. then we'll be fine. Common sense, Luan. You know, it's common sense. It's, it's yeah. back well, I mean, to, you, can, like, you know. It's, it's, it's just over, it's turning it into a dark heart and putting some fear into it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but I'm just saying it creates more of a problem than a hmm. solution. 
No, I think I think you're spot on. Like I think there's no point in fighting it. You know, go with yeah. go with what works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, do you know what, Luan? Unfortunately, um, I have a few more questions, but our time is running out. Um, how, I was going to say, um, you know, maybe maybe she can come back, Philip, uh, or she oh, not a wise woman. <laughs> um, I'll make sure of a better I, joke the next time, Luan. I'm going to send you some jokes, Philip. Okay, cool. Yeah, All yeah. right, brilliant. He says that every week. <laughs> All right, he says that every week. So no pressure there, uh, Twyford. Um, I was going to say, um, Luan, um, you know, this has been great. And um, have yeah, you any new great. plans coming up, like for, you know, as lockdown unfolds? Have you anything <laughs> coming up? And where can people find you and connect with you also? So um, as lockdown unfolds, I'm not expecting my business to change significantly as as lockdown evolves although it would be lovely to to leave this chair and the wall that I'm staring at and get out and see real people and yeah. um, I'm currently working collaborating with Warwick Business School on a research study around social media and SMEs so Fantastic. if you do see anything with me sharing could you complete this questionnaire that's something that I'm excited yeah. to be working on at the Brilliant. moment we we did the questionnaire 12 months ago and we're running it again now to see what has happened um, how okay. business use has changed. It is my 10th business birthday in September this year. So I have Woo-hoo, so congratulations. Thank you. Um, um, I love a deadline and I love a milestone. So I'm working on some plans um, for later this year, which will no doubt incorporate those research findings and perhaps even um, I know I should be doing it, rewriting, doing the second version of my book. Brilliant. You really are uh, a trailblazer, oh. Loan. <laughs> Thank you. We need to get our act together, Emer. You you'd have to cut. You'd have to come back and and uh, we can we can publicise it for you. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. Absolutely. Come back and um, share the book. Yeah. Well, Luan, I suppose all I have to say really is it has been fantastic having you with us today. Uh, thank you for sharing so much with us. Uh, I suppose sharing so much common sense with us because I think we can share lots of lovely shiny tools and all of that, but I think it comes back down to basic concepts of marketing and I suppose human relationships. So, uh, so thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And I'm sure there are a good few people out there um, have probably sort of said, you know what, back to basics and getting it right is really, really important. And I, I'm always on about that because I think, you know, if you don't, it's a bit like driving a car. I think if you don't have the gears in the right order, you know, you're going to have a bit of bother. You will. Um, listen, Luan, thank you so much. It's been great. Thank you. So all I have to say now is if you enjoyed today's show, you can catch it again and the other shows on the Let's Get Social Show podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and of course on the Dublin South FM website. So do please download and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And all that's left to say is I've been Philip Twyford, the Curly Marketer. And I've been Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media. And we'll see you again soon for more Let's Get Social. Thanks a million. Bye. Bye.